This episode of Star Wars and Character is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To learn how you can help support the show and have the opportunity to pick a future character for an upcoming episode of Star Wars and Character, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozaz. We, Quay, so the people that not follow them call them those Quay? <laughs> them Quay. <laughs> this is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about the Weequay species. And some some notable Weequays. Because I, I found out too, Dave, today that Weequay is just like, a, it's not a person, it's a, it's a species, I guess. I don't know. I'm confused. Well, we'll talk about that, because when we were little with the action figure, I think we all kind of thought that that character's name was Weequay. Yeah, was well, yeah. that what it was on the packaging? Yes. Oh, there you go. Kenner. So, we'll, we- Kenner. <laughs> Stupid, sexy Kenner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Weequays appear in Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. And Clone Wars, according to the IMDb page. <laughs> I bet yeah, you they, a lot of Weequays. They probably won't bring up Clone Wars. I doubt it. And Rebels. No. It says Rebels now, too. Don't you sit there and worry about what I'm going to bring up, okay? <laughs> you just you just strap in and, and get ready for the ride. Uh, that reminds me. How, how's your friend Dave doing? <laughs> <laughs> It got funnier the more I thought about it. Well well done, sir. I raise my glass to you. (laughs) All right. (laughs) My name is... These names are awful. My name is Kira Swan Chris. What? (laughs) Exactly. Kira Swan Chris. Kira Swan. I don't know of any of them. It was a Jedi Knight. Oh, no. I see it here. It's a member. It's some weak way. You got it. I'm joined by Gorm Matt. Oh boy, I'm guessing so that just, was a weak way. You just went down the list of weak way. Yeah. I did, I did. Okay, Gorm because of the M. Yeah, Gorm wow. Matt, the Gorm. We're not gonna talk about Gorm or Kira Swan. But he was a pirate, comma bully. Oh. That's what it says in I'm or uh, Wikipedia. What's that? Uh, nonsense. Also joined by Hondave Onaka. Can I guess Tim's? Yes. Turk Falso Tim. <laughs> and Dave, tell us some facts about Weekplay, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Matt. You got it. That's awesome. <laughs> well, the Weequays were a species from the planet Sri Lur. Easy for you to say. It's not. <laughs> You're wrong. Before I get started, we kind of already did it, but do you have some previous thoughts about or information that you're coming in with before I tell you anything? Because I think that's what anybody our age thought that that guy's name was Weequay. My mind is blown that his name is not Weequay. It's not. I'll tell you that guy's name when we get there. Well, it's not Turk Falso, Gorm, or Hondo Anaka? No. Or what was Chris's? Parcel Chris? (laughs) Mine was Kira Swan Chris. Kira Swan Chris. Okay, yeah, there it is. Kira Swan. Because of there the K go. and the C. Wow. 
<laughs> That's it, Matt. None of those were the major ones. I, I have three specific weak ways to speak of because they were, to me, the most uh, notable. I, I didn't look at all these people. There's actually quite a long list. And I was going to ask Tim this later at some point anyway, and Mac kind of brought it up already. Are they in the cartoons a lot? I yeah. Think so. Everyone I've looked at so they, far is in a damn cartoon. Where's the movie guy? They use so they they use so many background characters and just random aliens, and they they had this kind of weak way character model that they used a lot. And then there was uh, the pirate Hondo Anaka, who is uh, who is a pretty big character in both uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Okay, kind of talk like Ricardo Montalban. Oh yeah, oh, that's kind of cool. Was his skin like rich Corinthian leather? leather. <laughs> it was like a, yeah, pretty much. Well, that's actually back. that's actually the first fact that I have because this planet of Sri Lur is a desert planet, very much like Tatooine or Jakku, and because of that, their species have very deep tan skin and like rough sandy skin, like to weather that that kind of environment. Their eyes are even set back farther in their skull because of the amount of sunlight and sand and all that kind of stuff. So to protect their eyes, that's why they kind of look like that. That's why, not because they're wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what did those guys look like to you? Because when it, whenever I would see those, and even this, still to this day, they they always look like other things to me. This guy should have been prune face, and prune face should have been walnut head. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a prune face. You're right. They're like a raisin. He always had like an I American always... Indian look to me for some reason. I think it was like the the longish hair, even though they're not. They don't have a full head of hair. Right. Yeah, the especially when you go back to the original Kenner action figure, he's he's got a brown face, but it's kind of reddish brown. So it, it does make you think that he's like uh, like the stereotypical like uh, Washington Redskin kind of look. It, uh, mm-hmm. That's a good point, and the turquoise color too helps kind of yeah. bring that to my mind. Well, I don't think that's accidental. And when I get into more stuff later, we'll talk about that. But I do get the wrinkled. I mean, in the retconning of this, the wrinkled skin, because like Matt lives in Florida, a lot of my family lives in Florida, and every but time I'm not I part see, of your family, just to make that clear to anyone that's no. confused, <laughs> this guy reminds me of some of my relatives, like my grandfather in Florida. I would I remember like going down to Florida and looking at his skin. He he, <laughs> cut, he cut lawns. Oh wow! Uh, so he probably has. Oh some, yeah, he yeah. was a he was a professional baseball player, and then when he retired he just was doing like kind of whatever and he was he had his own lawn mowing business and i used to sit and look at his skin and it was like that thick leathery like old guy skin and it was amazing to me and that's that's kind of what this reminds me of it's because Peepa weekway Peepa weekway <laughs> it's that sun damage that sun damaged skin and and i'm also getting kind of like a mummy vibe Oh yeah, say. yeah, yeah. The yeah. Boris Karloff one, yeah, yeah. Like, like even Freddy Krueger. Like, there's all kinds of stuff going on here. Maybe even so. Tor- this guy is, if you're, you say your uncle, my grandfather, 
If your grandfather was a Seminole Indian who also was a, who was a dream-based serial killer and was mummified, yeah, and you put blue sleeves on him, that's the weak way. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And throw in a dash of George Hamilton. Yeah. Rips, chips. <laughs> the gay blade. But that mask is cool. Matt, I mean, Matt said it's a mask. It is a mask. That mask is really, really badass. I just realized there's like this Legends and Canon town. I'm like, where's Dave getting his info from? And I hit Legends. I'm like, oh, shit, there it is. Which actually goes back to the conversation we had earlier, which I don't know if we recorded it. The Slave 1 one, that's the info I'm looking for. So maybe I'll revisit that idea again now. Oh. Because like under under canon there's shit under legends there's like too fucking much so you can get some information yeah anyway sorry but yeah i'm like like, where's dave getting all this from i hit legends i'm like oh here we go well i like the idea of this and even we joke about we did the jira episode yeah and chris came up with you know his sandy puss and all that kind of stuff (laughs) who doesn't think of that right well yeah she has that that leathery Oh, I think you meant the Sandy Puss. So, <laughs> yeah, she's got that. And she's got a leathery face. <laughs> she's got that that attribute, I she's think. She's got the look. And they did a good job with that with her, but this is more, I mean, this is a mask and this is retcon, but get that guy some damn banana boat. <laughs> I was continuing Tim's song in my head, and I'm not sure I should say the line I came up with. Do it, do it, do no, it. No, 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 no. Oh, man. Text it must- to Chris and he'll say it. <laughs> Body's banging. My nigga's chafing. <laughs> if rough is good, let's get ourselves to banging. <laughs> Does she Ladies and gentlemen, I forget what he says. The World <laughs> the Series World of Love. Ser- yeah. Boy versus girl in the World Series of Love. <laughs> Weequay versus Jira. The World Series of Love. Oh. That, oh, talk needs. about bumping uglies. Yeah. <laughs> Probably starts a fire down there when a good bitch is at it. <laughs> so it's a survival technique. Good Boy Scouts stuck out in the forest. All right, Jir, let's get to making a fire. <laughs> Storm's coming, Annie. <laughs> and Storm's <Red> coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to check out his own mucus again. If only we had the two of them on Hoth. (laughs) (laughs) The Tauntaun would never have had to have been used. We would never know what they smell like on the inside. Wait, who? Jared Weekway or the Tauntaun? What are you talking about? Yeah, really. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I sit back and let you guys go. (laughs) When when Tim gets on a roll, you just got to let him go. Let him go. (laughs) I'm done. Okay. Well, these guys communicate through, much like the Jawa, smell. Oh, no. Come on. Don't we have enough bad smells in the Star Wars galaxy? (laughs) This is more so not a bad smell, but they're communicating like animals do in our world through pheromones. Smell my finger. I was on tattooing. (laughs) (laughs) You smell the night with Jira? Yes. I already knew from the sand. (laughs) (laughs) It gets everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> you get the these this pheromonal language was something that only they could talk to 
with each other. And they even from clan to clan, it didn't match up. So Jedi couldn't do it. It was it was th- this idea that they were <laughs> really conversing through smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's the original I, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some and most of them didn't have a name. They didn't have names. They had smells. <laughs> He's kind of a robust cherry chocolate uh goulash. Smell. Was that I just saw? No, it was Oh, okay. They look the same to me. That's <laughs> yeah, a day old plum. <laughs> if you have a cold, can you not communicate in their language? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that, is, is that a, like give you like face blindness if you can't smell? That's just, just as bad as being like visually blind. <laughs> They're like the pig pen <laughs> of the Star Wars universe. Of this gift. Uh. So they do, they didn't even need a name because one the the idea for them and this starts to get into some of the Native American kind of stuff that Matt kind of was getting. This is true. The the only thing that mattered to their species was the clan. So they were so each individual person was a cog in the wheel of running the clan. They were so unimportant that they wouldn't even often have names. They almost never spoke. So when they would encounter humans, then humans would think they were stupid because, I mean, I think it's pretty general that the a lack of speech is people perceive you to be stupid, but they weren't. They were actually very intelligent. Kind of like we talked about on that goal episode that that creature didn't speak and everybody thought it was stupid, but it was actually kind of brilliant. (laughs) Ooh, hey, (laughs) someone have a turn. Licky, licky. (laughs) Licky, boom, boom, down. (laughs) But across the universe or the galaxy, I should say, they were just called. Rain is falling like the end. Oh, wait. No, it's I fucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty whatever it was it was that it was across the universe by the Beatles but I totally fucked the words up oh okay <laughs> I see they were known across the galaxy as weak ways and their culture then was viewed as as being very brutal and they were kind of like the Aztecs I mean I'm reading some of this stuff they had several gods they had their main god was called Quay it was a moon god. They also had a thunder god called Amshak. Mm. Alon. But but this <laughs> but this Quay was the they main made movies god. with weird ass endings. <laughs> <laughs> and We Quay actually translates into followers of Quay. They did a lot of ritual sacrifices. We Quay. So the people that not follow them call them those Quay. <laughs> them Quay. Them Quay. Them Quays. <laughs> They did a lot of murder. They did a lot of violence. They did a lot of ritual sacrifice. And it kind of reminds me of like the way the Aztecs are described. Like The Aztecs would sacrifice hundreds of people a day, but they also, on another way, were brilliant in, in science and astrology and architecture. And that's what these weekways seem like to me from reading all of this. There, there's a Someone- photo... There's a photo I just found where it has a weak way, and next to him is Danny Danny Trejo picture of his face <laughs> side, <laughs> side by side. That's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it looks look they look alike. It's pretty funny. Someone uh, should remake the entire film of Apocalypto using weak way action figures. Oh, I would watch that. <laughs> Why? Because it was directed by Mel Gibson. You bet your ass, Dave. Okay. That braid 
which I always thought was a bandana. I'll be honest, as a kid, the the, the figure I thought it was like a a John Rambo <laughs> bandana <laughs> hanging down. I can see why you're saying that because it's it would be too hard to make the action figure with individual braids. So it was all kind of one big like fan, yeah, like a flag, yeah, coming, yeah, yeah. coming off the back of his head. That braid is grown by the men traditionally as and they call it their seclusion braid this is kind of cool every year that they spend off planet they grow a braid oh that is pretty neat so they often don't really have hair and when they get home to their home planet they shave it ah i get it now so that braid is to signify how many years away they've been from home oh it's cool that's kind of pretty cool each of, each of these clans had a shrine that also kind of reminds me of the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. It was like mm. supposed to be a large polished stone, like a big black stone in the middle of their community. It was called a fall. And they would get off, give offerings of food to this. And everywhere that they would go, whether it was Tatooine or you know wherever – they would build one of these thals. And it didn't have to be polished stone, but they would do animal sacrifices. They would sacrifice large animals and make a monolith out of it to, to worship at. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Them quay. <laughs> these nuts. <laughs> there was, the home world was also shared by another species, and I looked them up called the Hulk. H-O-U-K. The Hulk. Yeah, I say. <laughs> we, Hulk. Would we like them if they, when they were angry? <laughs> <laughs> they colonized the planet and went to war. This sounds a lot like white settlers coming to North America. They're not human. I looked them up. They're some other kind of species. But because but, uh, of, how do you How do you spell them? H-O-U-K. It's some H-O-U-K. other kind of alien species that came to the planet to colonize it. You know what's funny? H-O-U-K. Okay. When I was in school, there was a girl. Her name was Melissa Quay. She had a black tooth. And I, there was also a girl <laughs> whose name was Catherine Hulk. H-O-U-K. So there's a lot of Star Wars references in the class of 1995. All right, then. <laughs> I like the drawing for the, for the And there you go. The, the drawing for the Hulk is like something that I would have drawn when I was in like eighth grade. I saw it's, the drawing. Draw. It, yeah, looks see, like the, it looks like the the henchman or like oh the, my main, God. <laughs> the main guy from Lilo and Stitch. It does look like a doodle. <laughs> a doodle with an axe. Yeah. Well, these clans, the Hulk and the Weequay were often battling. And... The Weequay, some of them got displaced, and what a lot of them ended up doing was becoming bounty hunters or becoming henchmen or mercenaries in other people's syndicates like in Jabba's. The one thing that they did do, and I mentioned them being talented in science, they made – you know the Force Pike that he has in Return of the Jedi, that very cool weapon that a lot of people yeah. end up having? Yeah. They they make those. It was like a vibro spear or something. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Those are those are made by the weak way, which I thought was cool. Yeah. So a lot of these guys end up being henchmen for Jabba. They become criminal henchmen or mercenaries and stuff like that. Um, 
I'll mention a few of the ones that we know at this point, I guess, because I was hoping, in fact, when I started to do the research, that I was going to do an episode on this character, the, the main one that we see on the skiff. <laughs> There's not much about any single weak way that at least I cared about. Because I'm sure there are things about these guys in the cartoons. But the guy that is on the skiff, his name is Pagetti Rook. Spaghetti. Pagetti. Pagetti. <laughs> okay. I used to call it spaghetti when I was four. Pagetti. And he is a skiff guard, and he is the one that pushes Luke out onto the <laughs> that little diving board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Which is one of, I, I think at least, is one of the best uses of John Williams score that yeah. see like every time he he kind of nudges him out there there's like that it, I don't know if the it's horn a, yeah it's a horn. tuba or something yeah. bom, 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 bom. and they're all bom. nodding to each other yeah yep that that is setting up one of the coolest battle sequences of not only that trilogy but to me any movie ever and the music only enhances that and he's a part of it there's not much about him though the, the main thing about him is that he would capture and kill Banthas in his spare time, mainly to set up these monoliths <laughs> that I talked about. I got nothing else to do. I'm going to kill yeah. Bantha. So he would go out and kill Banthas and sacrifice them, which made him an enemy of Tusken Raiders. Ooh. And that's, about, that's all there is about him. I mean, we'll talk more about him a little later when we get to the action figure talk, but... That that's about it. They don't even. I mean, I thought maybe well, like this Tuscan Raider thing would be cool. Like he's battling Tuscan Raiders. No, they just kind of pissed them off. <clears throat> the other they two just come out. Hey, man, you really, really annoy us. Come on, get off our <laughs> land. Yeah. All right. The other Go two guys. Foul. The other two guys have more, and I don't remember talking about this, but he must have come up at some point. The captain of the Katana, which is Jabba's sail barge, is a weak way. His name is Ak Buzz. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm wondering if he came up when we talked about Danik Jericho because he is murdered in the end by Danik Jericho. No. And the body is found by the palace chef Porcellus. Oh, boy. <laughs> and there's, during this melee and all this stuff is going on, one of the Gamorian guards named Gartog sees this Porcellus standing over the dead body. So Porcellus, the cook... Passes on dinner. <laughs> he hides the body so he won't be accused of the murder. And he tells the Gamorrean that, that Akbuz is asleep. <laughs> 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 the body of Akbuz is later found by Barada. So all this stuff... And I don't know how this is all going on when the thing is blowing up. I'm just reporting what I found. Oh, so yes, of course, he survived, and but to get killed later. Yes. Everybody survived that. The other one that's most notable, at least after 1997, that is, is Ak uh, Rev. Is this the drummer? Yes. I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ak Rev is the drummer in the Max Rebo band. He has no story whatsoever. <laughs> but the... He the, just has I, rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no story. But he's got rhythm. <clears throat> the idea of and, and the naming and the fact that he was this drummer and, and he was involved in the band was set up by a woman. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you don't, I think we need to 
make some kind of like match.com thing go on here between this woman and Tim. Oh boy. Okay. Timmy. Because I looked her up. Her name is Amy Ratcliffe. Oh yeah, we've talked about uh, her. Do you know who this is? No. Uh, really? I thought we've talked about her. I know she, uh, how do I know who she is and Tim doesn't. Tim, this is the future ex Mrs. Spaulding. Okay. This woman writes stuff and she's a big into geekdom. In fact, I wrote down her. Uh, her I know how handles. I know her and you guys don't. She's She does work with Scott Rifen from My Star Wars Story. Okay. I think. Well, so you Either can. Her or you, the other one. Can you get in touch with this woman? I can get in touch with Scott and see if he'll if he'll give me her contact or more likely pass something on. I don't think he's just going to randomly give out information on people, but I, I, can, I can certainly ask Scott. He can ignore okay. me or tell me to fuck off or tell you to tell you me to tell you to fuck off or whatever. Whatever you I want. Tim would like to send you a picture of his nuts. <laughs> can we please get an email to send those? She's pretty. Oh, yeah. I What's think her? Tim Amy, Amy Ratliff. Amy Ratcliffe. R A T L C L I F F. She uh, her Twitter handle handle is at Amy underscore geek. And she has a website called amy-ratcliffe.com. Tim, oh, yeah, she's pretty. Tim, this is uh, this is your kind of woman. Yeah, so she if she's if she's interested, come on, Tim. If she's interested, I'm interested. Okay, but she came up with this Akreb story. As far as Pagetti Rook, he is killed by Luke Skywalker when Juke, when Luke does his whole song and dance on the skiff. Many weak ways are force sensitive. Oh. oh, there it is. There it is. That comes Whoa, up. There it is. Whoa, the there it is. There is a long list of weak way Jedi. And there's something, and maybe this is from the cartoon and what I was going to ask Tim about. There's something with like a, a capture of Count Dooku. I don't know. Yeah. The, I believe, I want to say Hondo Anaka. Captures Count Dooku is is like Count Dooku, Anakin, and Hondo. I want I want to say Sora uh, Sora Bulk is one Sora, of these. Yeah, it rings a bell. Um, it's been a while. I can't I can't think of the exact story, but it rings a bell. I do recall Count Dooku being captured. Um, but I can't. I I can't remember all the specifics. I saw Sora Bulk's name there and on the on the list of these guys, and I was you know, that name for some reason sounded familiar. Well, there's a whole story with that, and there are a lot of Weequay Jedi. Um, but I I mean I was concentrating on original trilogy kind of stuff. As far as that kind of thing, um, there are some behind the scenes things. Did you guys ever meet anybody at a convention that said they were a weak way in anything? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have. We've met not that I remember, no. I don't remember. Klaatu type people, but Yeah. Okay. Uh, finally, this is uh, not the break in, but my God, this is bothering me. Night yes, Amy Radcliffe has done work with Scott Rifen, but it was on a different show, it was on Star Wars tonight. That's okay. So I will ask Scott. For Dave, for Tim. That's well, starting to sound like <laughs> high school now. It's driving me nuts. It's like, there's no way I should know someone in the Star Wars fan community that Tim doesn't know because I am so not in the Star Wars fan community. But now I know why because her and Scott did indeed work together. I just got the wrong show. All right. There you go, Tim. There you go, Tim. It's all yours. 
Go for it. From a distance. I don't think she wants to have anything to do with our show, if I remember the one I heard Scott and her on. Why is that? Because I think she actually does like work with like Lucasfilm and Disney and whatnot, and anyone that does that certainly doesn't want to be associated with us. <laughs> Except for Leland. Leland. Leland, well, he's, you know, he's always a wild card. Yeah. Well, speaking of Leland, he's going to come up here because the name that was originally associated with them was Queequeg, which is from Moby Dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I knew. So that that's where it came from originally. Leland is the guy that first referred to these people as the Weequay Hunters, and he named Pagetti Rook, Pagetti Rook in Star Wars Insider 143. So our buddy Leland is responsible for naming at least the most famous Weequay uh, species member ever. So famous that the action figure that we all know and love from the Kenner line is him. Mm. I and love I, that figure. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's a great figure. I love the yeah, color think, combination. I like the detail on it. I love that figure. I yeah. think as, as soon as Dave told me who, who he was doing, I was like, oh, great figure. His first thing that came to mind. That, that, that blue, that kind of sky blue, I think is unique to the entire line. Of figures and that always stood out those those blue sleeves <clears throat> and the fact that he's playing air guitar <laughs> yeah to hold his That's really to hold his force pike yeah, yeah. S- smoke on the water <clears throat> yeah i used to stare at that thing i used to draw it i used to sit and draw mm-hmm. my action figures i was always fascinated by that one especially it was so well done and that's I... that's spaghetti rook that's the one that leland named that's the main guy I seem to recall, I remember this was one of the first Return of the Jedi action figures my parents bought for me. I remember going to the Toys R Us up in New Hampshire. We went to the Toys R Us that was near, so it was in Manchester, New Hampshire, I think it was. And um, and I, I remember getting this figure and opening it up and just for the entire ride home, Staring at that figure, just holding and looking at it, and just just observing every every little square millimeter of that damn thing, because it's such a you such an interesting and unique figure. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I was surprised in doing this that we hadn't first of all done this character already, and that there really is nothing about the character, because that I think is true from what you're saying, what we're all saying about how great the look of that action figure was. That's the kind of stuff that sticks with you. And the fact that he doesn't really have any backstory other than that he would go out and hunt banthas to make these monoliths to uphold his religious practices. That's it. So as far as the Weequay and Pagetti Rook and those other two knuckleheads, that's all I got. Spaghetti. Spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti. I might, uh, I might have to do an episode on Sora Bulk. I'm, I'm looking at his backstory, and there's some interesting stuff going on there. All right, it's, it's got some Dooku, some Quinlan Voss, all sorts of interesting things going on with this guy. Well, you call up Amy Ratcliffe, and the two of you can sit down and hash it out. <laughs> yeah, sorry to break it to That's- you, but uh, as I was trying to dig. Where the hell I knew her name from, I came across her engagement 
pictures, so she's oh. already spoken oh, for her. Oh, I'm sorry. But you haven't asked her wedding pictures yet, have you? Well, so I don't think. I think this is this is like really recent. I'm not even sure the wedding has happened yet. I haven't. I didn't dig any further because I really don't care. But I saw that and went off. Oh, poor Tim waited too long again. Once any woman takes a look at Tim, all bets are off. So I'm still saying there's a glimmer of hope there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Matt, what's your feedback? Uh, let's see. We got. Uh, I'll save those. Oh, I want to do that Twitter one because it was. It caught my eye, and I put it in my in my list. It was from Simon on Twitter, and it's of course it's short because it's from Twitter. But he says, "You guys make my days walking through the UK rain. UK rain as a postman a lot easier and more fun." I thought that was. Uh, I like that comment. That's cool. So I got that. Um, going to what do we want to do? I want to do Facebook, email, or iTunes because iTunes we're we are way behind on. So I'm going to go with one of the oldest ones and one of the newest ones because this newest one is about the best review I've ever read about anything <laughs> ever. So I'll go with one of the older ones. It says OMG, this show. It's from a I don't know who it's from. It's from a I don't know how to say this. J-O-R-A-D-D-A-H-O-A. So if that's you, this is your review. And you said, this show was not at all what I thought it was going to be. I was I was expecting a dry reading of stats and bullet points of these characters, but nowhere near that's nowhere near what I got. I binged on the show for weeks to catch up, and I'm finally listening in real time, in quotes, which actually kind of stinks now that I have to wait a week between episodes. It's worth <laughs> the wait. This show is fantastic. Well, thank you, unpronounceable. I don't want to say your name. And <laughs> this review, this is... Oh, where'd it go? Ah! Shit, I lost it. Well, I'll just go to the iTunes. This is this is the one I couldn't wait to... Couldn't wait to... I, I, I held back from last episode. I got to do it for this one. It says, life-changing. Five stars Ooh. from Master Me Man. It says, before I listened to the show, I was aimless and lost. No goals in life, nothing to look forward to. Then I found Swick. The stories and tales of the weird Star Wars characters transform, transform me into the man I am today. I always have a date on Saturday night. My car is awesome, and my muscles get bigger every day. Thank you, Swick. <laughs> Thank you for this amazing transformation. Uh, that's, 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 awesome. that's awesome. That's great. And, of course, that leads to our Patreon supporter. This is another gentleman who went at Balls for All, and he's possibly the tallest human being on the face of the earth. Nope. And that is Daniel Eklor. What is he like? Seven five. There, he is crazy tall. But yes. we met Daniel, hell of a nice guy. Friends with him on Facebook. Trade comments back and forth every now and again. But thank you for your support, Daniel. Not only on Patreon, but of course, balls for all, and for listening, and for and you're part of the Facebook community as well. But again, I've said it once. I'll say it a hundred times, and I mean it every time. Without the Patreon support. We would not be doing the things we do on the network at all. So it is a huge, huge, huge help and in growing and being able to continue everything we've done. So thank you, Daniel. Thank you, everybody else that supports us on Patreon. And you can find out more about how you can support us through our campaign at patreon.com slash neozaz. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, everyone out there. <laughs> thank you. How tall is he? He's quite thank tall. You. If you had to guess, how tall is he? I would put him at like six eight. No way. Yeah, he's tall. Yeah, he's he's like just slightly shorter than Manute Bowl. <laughs> that was the first when I met him. That was Huge the first thing Chris light. said. Chris is like, "See how tall he is?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm standing right next to him, shaking his hand." Chris, <laughs> he is he has big hands too. 
I would love to see a six eight guy bowl. Was he good? I, I don't think he won any prizes. I, I didn't think. I don't think so. No. I wish I would have been there. I would have cleaned your clocks. <laughs> there's Next there's time. a picture. I'm trying to find the balls for all picture on Facebook because there's a picture of all of us with just him. So you know who oh, we're talking is, yeah. about. There is a picture with. Christy is standing next to him, and she's almost standing up straight. She's a little, her knees are a little bent. She's like 5'7". She's not even at his shoulder. Really? Yes. Wow. Where's he from? Does it? Do you know? Oh, I forget. Let's see. Uh, Seattle, according to his Facebook page. I'm finding out in a very stalkerish way. <laughs> That's creepy, Matt. I know. Well, you asked. You wanted to know. That's even worse. <laughs> well, thank you to everybody that leaves any kind of feedback, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah. This is Star Wars artist Kevin Lyle from NorseLegion.com, a wretched hive of scum and Star Wars jewelry. It's time for some trivia, Dave. It is. What's it called, Tim? The Lyle Files. Whistle, bing, 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 All right, Tim's in last. Yeah. How's it feel, Tim? It doesn't feel good. How does it feel to be in last place? That's eight bingies for Tim. Chris and Matt have ten bingies. We're together side by side. Jeez. And I have 13 bingies. 13 real big bingies. <laughs> so, Chris, you're first. I'm anxious to hear what Mr. Lyle has in store for us tonight. All right. Yes. Number 77. And it's this board right here. All right. Number 77. Where was Luke Skywalker born? Uh, yeah, I don't know that planet. Oh, oh, geez. I would have, I was like right away had an answer, and now I realized I would have been wrong. Now I know what you're talking about. I don't even know. The first thing I thought of is, is on that, um, <laughs> on that ship. If I, just, if I just say on that ship, was was that good or no? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, pretty serious. Good. I can't breathe all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> you trying to elicit oh, sympathy? I got some kind of cat hair near my eyeball. I can't breathe. Are you allergic to cats? Oh, yeah. And you have a they cat? Oh, okay. I know. I, I try not to go near it or touch it, but once in a while, a piece of thing gets to my eye and I get all clogged up. Um, yeah, people that are allergic to cats usually don't have one. Well, I did it for the daughter. Damn it. That was nice of you. That was stupid. She don't care. Um, Should have taught her disappointment no- at an early age. Nope. We'll get for you. I have no idea. Like, I don't know. I I, I mean, Tatooine is not right. Cause yeah, that's what I thought it was. But I realized now it's not. That's not where he was born. Yeah, he, just, he wasn't born there. And I, where was he born? I w- I'm going to say, breathe. I want to say. Um, Detroit. I want to say. Oh, wait a minute. Where was he born? If I say out of Padme's the JJ, that's kind of 
They didn't say. They didn't ask where did he come from. Damn it! They asked where what, did he come out. Because that would have been a bit Anakin. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the planet. I'll, I'll say on a ship on the on the the, the um, Tantive four. I have no idea. I don't know the planet he was born. All right. So the answer is the answer is Polis Massa. I don't even know what that is. Tim's <laughs> uh, nah. disappointed. I'm uh, sorry. I, I would have liked to have had that question. All right, it's my turn. <laughs> All right, you got number eighty-three. Load another board on your knee. Closing to him? <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> I accept. All right, here we go. The capital of the New Republic was located in which system when the First Order destroyed it? Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Ouch. The capital of the New Order. <laughs> I don't even know what he said. Is Yeah, that, that whole sentence was like, huh? It wouldn't end. The capital of the New Order was in which system? The, new, new the capital of the New Republic was located in which system when the First Order destroyed it? This is so simple. I have no idea. I'm not even going to sit here and hem and haw over it. I have no answer. All right. The answer is the Hosnian system. Come on, Dave. It's right there. God, you're an idiot, Dave. <laughs> I, I I assumed in the movie that they that they actually blew that up. I thought that was Coruscant. I thought that was like their way of blowing up Coruscant so that in the remaining stories in episode eight and nine, they never have to go back to Coruscant. Yeah, just like, yeah, that wasn't Coruscant and Jakku wasn't Tatooine. Regardless yeah. <laughs> of the ridiculous similarities. All right. Matt's turn. All right. Number 68. This is okay. This is one of the left. I like ones. that he's asking Force Awakens questions. I don't. Really and, they're, and, they're all, and they're all for Dave so far. Yeah. yeah. I, like, <laughs> I like that. All right. 68. When Luke asked what was in the cave on Dagobah? What was Yoda's response? Oh, I might know this. I think it's only what you take with you. That's what I was thinking, man. All right, let's see. Oh, oh God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, I know. That was my belly. Right. Tim's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> yep. Come on. Now, well, let me change it. There we go. The answer is... Only what you take with you. Yeah, that wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear us? He had a comment at the end there. No. The answer is only what you take with you. Hey, that wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> bad. It wasn't bad. All right. All right. And I got a point. That's catching up. All right. Who's All right, up? Timbo. Tim, number 88. Okay. Learn, learn Hold on. Air dress. <laughs> Which bounty hunter in The Empire Strikes Back is wearing an old costume from a Doctor Who episode? Ooh, I know this one. <laughs> oh, Fry, shut up. Bosk. Bosk. <laughs> the answer is Bosk. No, it's Bosk. Just Bosk. <laughs> Bosk. Shit. I got a point. Got one point. 
<laughs> All right, Tim's, Tim's still in last, but getting closer to Chris with nine. Then Chris has ten. Then Matt with 11. And I have 13. It's this is anybody's game, but I I think it's it's going to come between Matt and Dave, and the and I do know that Kevin said that he is going to provide a special prize for the winner. Yeah, really? Yeah, we got a yeah. a piece of jewelry from North Legion. Nice. Yep. If, it's silly, if it's a necklace, you got to wear it. You know, outside your polo and everywhere you go, you got to go. Hey, look at that! So I'm a polo masses. well thanks for listening for this episode that Dave did about the Weequay species a group of them not just one and join us next time when Dave didn't tell us who we're doing it's a surprise big ass surprise it is a surprise I have no are we going to guess what it is on the episode you can try and guess if you want. You're never going to guess this. I'm not. I mean, and, and when I tell that you the name of bastard son, <laughs> when I tell you the name of this character at the beginning of the next episode, you just have to sit and listen. Oh, don't be, geez. don't be googling it. Have we heard anything? Of, have Have we heard this guy before? I have no idea. I don't know what you know. What, what you know is is an enigma. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mister Enigma, <laughs> Edward Enigma. <laughs> All right, well. So it'll be a mystery character for the next episode. Okay. It <laughs> Who's going to do it? <laughs> Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information.